This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hegestilianos. As a teaching pastor for almost 30 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. What does the Bible say in the book of Ephesians about being blessed? It states that blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in Christ Jesus. That scripture boldly declares that as the result of accepting Jesus, the Father has already blessed us with all of the spiritual blessings he is ever going to make available for us to claim. Yet as Pastor Ray explains in his life-changing four-day series entitled You Are Already Blessed, Christians will struggle with this truth, living their lives trying to overcome their past as though cursed and trying to earn their blessing when God has declared that they are already blessed. There's amazing revelation in pastors teaching on the Beatitudes, learning to walk responsibly in our blessing, protecting it and making the most of it because being already blessed, nothing should hold them back except our refusal to simply accept and declare them. You don't know how many people have come to me, you know, after getting themselves into a mess and come back and says, Pastor, I should have talked to you a long time ago. I didn't because I knew what you were going to say to me. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> well, I'm glad you learned. Hallelujah. You see, because most of us already know what's good for us and we don't want to hear what's good for us. We want to, we want to get counsel from someone that's good. Did you ever, did you ever get around people? And I, I've ministered to people like they'll go hither and yon. They'll go from pillar to post. They'll go all over to try to find people who will agree with their position. I don't want people to agree with my, that are speaking to my, to agree with my position. I want godly counsel. I want to know what the word of God says. I want to know what thus saith the Lord about this. City. I don't need someone to agree with me. When I'm wrong, if I'm right, praise God, you know, according to God's word. But if we're going to walk in the blessing of God, then we can't get our counsel from the ungodly. We can't have greater connections to the ungodly than we do to the godly. Who are the friends we're hanging out with? Who are the people that we've given entrance into our lives? If it's the, if it's, it's the world and the ungodly ones, if it's the ones that we're working with and palling with and we're sharing things with, well, then you've opened your life and you've opened yourself to the ungodly and the Bible says that you'll not, you'll not, you'll not experience the fullness of God's blessing in your life if you persist in getting the counsel in of the ungodly and walking with the ungodly. As a matter of fact, folks, the only reason why we ought to be connected to the ungodly is for one reason and one purpose. And that's to lead them to the saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ so that they can begin to walk in the same way that, that we're walking and they can come to know of the joy and the peace and the forgiveness and the help and the strength of Almighty God. Somebody give me a better amen. The world has no advice for God's people. Did you hear what I said? The world has no advice for God's people. We've got the book. We've got the word. We've got the word that's sharper than a two-edged sword to the dividing, to the dividing, to the dividing. We've got the word of God that pierces. We've got the word of God that's like a, the Bible that d describes it. 
It's like a rock, like a hammer that breaks rocks into pieces. It's not my word, saith the Lord, like a hammer that breaks rocks into pieces. Blessed. If we're going to walk in the blessings of God, then we've got to get around the redeemed. We've got to get around the blessed. We've got to change some relationships in our lives. And listen, you know, uh, some of these relationships are not only human, you know, I mean, human in, in, this, in this regard that we, we touch them and see them and we interact with them. Some, some of this ungodly counsel is coming through your television. Thank you for those few amens. Come on. Don't, I'm not telling you to throw your television away. I have a couple around my house. I enjoy the TV, but I'm very careful about what I'm allowing. Counsel me. What's giving me counsel? Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners. In other words, goes the same way as the sinners. I know so many Christians today that are going in the same direction as the sinners are going. We're supposed to be leading sinners out of sin, not going in with them. We're supposed to be directing them towards Jesus, not marching in the, in the, in the same direction they're going. Say, oh, well, you know, hallelujah, grace, 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 grace. We're, we're called to be those who are leading people. So, so blessed, if, if we're going to have the reality and the fullness of the blessing that God has already put into our life, then we have to protect that blessing. You're the blessed. Say, I'm the blessed. But now you have a responsibility to protect that blessed position that God has placed you in. And some of the ways, number one, is not to walk, uh, walk in the counsel of the ungodly nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of the scornful. Now, listen, let me just tell you something about sitting in the seat of the scornful. That means if you're around people that are always scorning, complaining, judging, talking down about other people, putting other people down, I'm going to tell you what, you hang around that stuff. Let me tell you, sooner or later, you're going to start joining in. Sooner or later, they're going to suck you down to, your, to, to, to their level. And it says that that person is not going to be blessed. It's not going to walk in the fullness of God's blessing. You're going to erode away at the blessing that God has for you and in your life. So we have to be really careful that we don't get, you know, and I've been in, have you ever been in a group like that, a group of people where they start talking about people and, and it feels so good. It, it just feels so good. You know, you want to get your digs in. They're talking about somebody going, hmm, yeah, you know, you know, you shouldn't say anything. You know that, that you know that it's wrong to say something, and you know that it would be, you know, it's just totally wrong to do this, and you're like sitting on your hands, and you're, you're wiggling your legs, and you're, hmm, ha, what should I do, Lord? Lord, just a little bit. Let me just say a little. You know what I'm talking about. And then before long, it's just like, bloop, it just comes out, and you're like, oh, geez, oh, I slipped. Don't tell anybody. I'm just going to share this one thing. Don't tell anybody. You know what I'm talking about. And then you find yourself sitting in the seat of the scornful. You're, you're right there with those who are scornful and, 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 you know, backbiting and murmuring and talking and, and criticizing and judging. I'm going to tell you what, if you're going to walk in the blessing of God, you've got to walk away from that stuff. Come on. Glory to God. You got to walk away from that stuff and button it up and say, you know, uh, I mean, I heard somebody say this years ago, my ears are not garbage cans. I love that. My, don't deposit your garbage in my ears. As a matter of fact, you got something to say about somebody. You go talk to them. Don't go talk to everybody around. The reason why they don't go talk to the person they have something with, they're chicken. <laughs> bok, 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 bok. 
again. It's easier to talk about somebody than to talk to somebody. Am I talking to anybody here? Right? It's much easier. To, but you see, when you do that, you find yourself in sitting in the seat of the scornful. And we wonder why we're not walking in the fullness of God's blessing or why the blessing is not coming on me because I'm violating God's word even though I am the blessed of the Lord. Come on, you see, we got to understand something. Even though we got all these things, we still have a responsibility before God to do what's right and to live right and to live on purpose for God and to be aware of these things. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But rather, his delight is in the law of the Lord. In other words, in the word of God, because that's the law of the Lord. It's the word of God. His delight is in the Bible. And it's interesting to me, you know, this is the source of all of our blessing. This is the fuel. This is the direction. This is the word of God that fuels us, that keeps us going in in this life of blessing. This is the connection, yet this is the first thing to go at. It is easier for us to scorn, to judge, to criticize, get counsel from the ungodly, flap our jaws with people who, who you know, don't know God and don't really care to. It's easier for us to do that than to go to the book and hear from God himself. But it says the man who's going to walk in this high level of blessing and walk in the reality of the blessing with which God has already blessed us, he's the man that's going to look into the law of the Lord. And the reason why he's looking into the law of the Lord is because he wants to find the blessing, the promises. So instead of scorning and complaining and bickering and and hanging out with sinners and and having the life sucked out, you ought to be hunting and scouring the word of God every day for more promises that God has already blessed you with. And and you see, that's one of the ways the enemy keeps us from receiving the blessing. He keeps us in the dark because he keeps us distracted with worldliness, with the ungodly, with sinners, with those that are sucking the life out of us. And, and we can't spend the time hunting and searching and craving for the promises from God's word that, that is already a yes and an amen. amen. It's already been promised. It's already a yes. yes. It's, it's the blessing that God has given to us. That's why we ought to be in the word. Not because I got to read the word. Because I got to read the word. Why are you reading the word? Don't turn reading the word and meditating into the word into a job. This is not work. This is, this is freedom. This is release. This is joy. I'm reading the word because I'm hunting. I'm searching for more of the promises of God. What does God say? What is he going to give me? What does he have for me? It's contained in this book. And I don't care how many times you read it. I guarantee you, you could read one verse a thousand times. And on the thousand and the first time that you read it, all of a sudden, you realize there was a blessing in there that you didn't get the first thousand times you read it. This is why we ought, we ought to be, that's why it says blessed is the man who his, his delight is in the law of God. He's searching, he's looking, he's hunting for the promises of God and then he begins to stand on them and apply them to his life. Reading the book, I mean, it's amazing to me how some people don't even, Christians don't even come to church with the Bible. What are you coming for? 
to get entertained? Man, this is the book of promises. This is the book of blessing that God has already blessed you with. Here it is right here. This is the book of blessing. You've got to look for the blessing and then begin to appropriate it in your life. Begin to do it. Do what God says. Begin to receive it. Begin to quote it. Begin to claim it for your life. So he says, but his delight, the blessed man, his delight is in the law of, of God. I'm, I'm a blessed man. I don't want to rub it in your face. I'm a blessed man. I'm a blessed man. I said, I'm a, ble- I'm a blessed man. Why? Because my delight is in the law of God. I'm constantly searching this book. And when I find a promise, one of the first places it goes is on my refrigerator. And when I find that that verse that speaks to my life, I put it up there and I begin to claim it for my life. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you that you've already blessed me with this. And I want it to be a reality now in my life. I want it to show in the natural. I want to experience it, Father. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Somebody give me me a better amen than that. His delight is in the law of the Lord. And he meditates on it day and night. He doesn't just read the word and forget about it. He meditates on it. He thinks about it. Meditate means to mutter. You know, get it in your mouth and chew it 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 until it it falls down into your He meditates and thinks about it. Sometimes, you know, you do yourself a whole lot more good. Instead of reading 15 chapters, read one chapter, and even if you get one verse out of that chapter that just triggers something, just meditate on that verse all day long, all week long if you have to, and digest that one verse until it really means something, until you've got it in your spirit and in your heart, and you're actually beginning to act on that verse and believing for that verse. You're better off to do that than reading 15 chapters and not even understand or know what you're reading. Now, I'm not against Bible reading because I do believe that as you read the Bible, you're going to get wisdom and you're going to get strength and direction. But sometimes we need to focus in on a verse or, or a couple of verses that really, really minister our soul and meditate on it. Don't just, don't just glance over it, you know, or glance at it. Just meditate on it. Let it, let it fester. Let it get in, in the depths of your soul and of your being. He said his delight is in the law of the Lord and in his law he meditates day and night. He, now, this is the result. Look at the results. Talking about being blessed, look at the results of the blessing that God has put into our life if we'll just obey him and do what what we should be doing. This is the result. He shall be like a tree. Woo! I could preach on that for a while, man. Trees give off food. Trees produce. Did you hear what I said? Trees produce. So a person who is meditating in God's word and living in God's word and rejecting worldliness, the counsel of the ungodly, not hanging out with sinners and letting them affect you, not sitting in the seat of the scornful, but delighting in the law of God and meditating on his word. He says, he's going to be like a tree. Let's just stop right there. That means you're going to be a very productive Christian. That means that there's going to be a lot of stuff coming off of you. It means that You know, there's that verse, there's that verse that says, do not be weary in well-doing for at the proper time you will reap a harvest if you do not faint. This is talking about your harvest. You're going to keep producing because you're in the word of God and you're meditating on it and you refuse. You refuse to be affected by the world and all of its junk. So it says that number one, you're going to be like a tree. 
But not only like a tree, you're going to be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. You know what that means? That means that even if there's a drought, that tree is right by the water source. It will never dry up because it is right there where the water is. Is everybody with me? So he says, you're going to be like a tree, but not only a tree, you're going to be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. And this is what, what it says, that brings forth its fruit in season. There it is again, harvest. Har- How many of you are interested in a harvest? You see, it pays to obey God. It pays to serve God. It pays to do what God says to do because the result is a harvest. How many of you are interested in a harvest? I want a harvest in my life. Come on. So, so you're going to bring forth your fruit in its season. And it says, whose leaf also shall not wither. Your leaf is not going to dry up because you're right by the source. You're right by the river. Your your, your roots are going down deep and tapping into that source, that water supply, keeping you. And it says, and the end says, and whatever. Say whatever. Whatever. Everybody say whatever. Whatever. Turn to somebody and say whatever. whatever. It says, and whatever he does shall prosper. Everything's going to prosper. Your business is going to prosper. Your job's going to, you're going to, you're going to prosper on your job. I'm believing for those who are serious. Because why, why are you going to prosper? Because you're the blessed of the Lord who refused to be marred and scarred and mucked up by the world, who refused to do and go the way of the world, but to continue, to continue in the ways of God and doing what God says. It says that everything, whatever you do will prosper. It doesn't matter if someone tried it a hundred times before you and failed. You're going to prosper. Why? Because you are the blessed. You have been blessed with every spiritual blessing. God has already laid the blessing, and you are protecting that blessing by preventing worldliness and ungodliness and unholiness and unclean things to mar it and scar it and mess it up. You refuse to do that. So it says you're going to be like a tree that's going to be planted by the rivers of water who's going to give forth its fruit in season, and your leaf is not going to wither, which means you're not going to be a dried-out Christian. We have too many dried out Christians and they're dried out because they're not planted any longer. They're not doing what God has said to do. They're not by the rivers of living water anymore. They've plucked themselves up and are doing something else and have gone the way of the world and they've dried up like a prune. You and I who keep ourselves in the house of God and keep ourselves planted are going to keep yielding fruit in its season, after its season. Our leaves is not going to wither. We're not going to be dry Christians. I refuse. I refuse. I I am blessed with every spiritual blessing in Christ. I've got it. Come on, say, I am blessed with every spiritual blessing. Everything I do will prosper. Everything you do will prosper. You've got to put your hands on and say, this is going to prosper. Why? Because I am the, I've already been blessed. I refuse the influences of the world. I refuse the influences of ungodly counsel. I refuse to be scornful with the scornful. I purpose to walk in the ways of God and his word and meditate on it day and night and let it just fill my mind and my heart and my life. And as a result, the Bible says that everything I lay my hands to shall prosper. You ought to lay your hands on your kids and say, prosper. Lay your hands on your checkbook and say, prosper. Lay your hands on your desk at work and say, prosper. Come on. Everywhere you go, sit in your car and say, prosper. 
Walk around your yard and say, prosper. Your trees ought to be the greenest. Your garden ought to be the most lush. Everybody else's garden should be drying up and yours ought to be just flourishing. Why? Because everything you lay your hands to shall prosper. Put your hands on your own body and say, prosper. Prosper in the name of it. Why? Because I've purposed in my life to meditate on the word of God, refuse ungodliness, refuse to sit with the scornful, refuse to go the way of sinners. I am the redeemed of the Lord, and my Bible says that God has already blessed me with every spiritual blessing in Christ Jesus, so therefore, prosper, prosper, prosper. You don't understand how anointed your hands are. Listen, when you put your hands on it, it has to prosper. That's the word of God. We see this repeated in Deuteronomy chapter 28 talks about prospering. Everything you set your hands to will prosper. We, I pray it over you every single service when I, when I dismiss you. What do you think I'm saying? You think I'm just making something up to make you feel good? I'm speaking the word of God over you, hoping you're going to catch it and begin to speak the word of God over yourself. When I tell you the stories about me driving around in other neighborhoods looking for a, a new house, I'm saying, listen, I am the redeemed of the Lord. God has redeemed me, saved me, blessed me. I am blessed with every spiritual blessing in Christ Jesus. Therefore, in the name of Jesus, prosper. That's right. That's right. Life, prosper. Finances, prosper. House, prosper. Because right. everything I lay my hands to ought to be prospering. Why? Because he's already blessed me. I'm already blessed. As long as I'm protecting that blessing, as long as I'm doing my part and protecting what God has already done for me, I ought to expect myself to prosper in every area of life. And even occasionally when the enemy might get his hands, you know, involved in our lives, we got to turn to those verses where it says that he's going to pay us back seven times and say, because I am the blessed of the Lord. I am the blessed of the Lord. Look at Job, everything taken from him. We, there's all kinds of teachings about, you know, whatever it was. Was it his fault? Did God cause it? Did he cause it? You know, whatever it be. We don't have time to get into all of that. Fear opened the door, got in there. Sometimes it is our fault. We open up the door of the enemy, but God is greater than even our faults. God is greater even than our mistakes. God is greater and loves us so much, just like we see in the picture of Job, that Job got everything restored and then a whole lot more. Come on. He ended up with a whole lot more. Why? Because he's the, he, was, he was right in the eyes of God. He was blessed. So God has blessed us. Don't walk around talking like you're the cursed trying to get blessed. You better start walking around like you're the blessed that you're the blessed and you're going to walk in every blessing because God has already placed it. He has already blessed us. I'm going to guard myself, protect myself, put up the guard, and therefore everything in my life, everything I lay my hands to is going to prosper. Come on, give the Lord a shout and a hand clap. Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. 
Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. If you missed any of the hundreds of inspiring, life-changing Bible study messages of encouragement taught by Pastor Ray on this More Than Conquerors radio station, such as those on salvation, healing, miracles, faith, forgiveness, and many more, podcast downloads of all these programs are yours free of charge by simply going to PastorRayNY.com or WMCA.com and clicking on Podcasts. That's podcasts at either PastorRayNY.com ny.com or wmca.com thank you for listening to and supporting this ministry of god-centered lessons of integrity and victory from the word of god and being ever mindful that as life's challenges come god's word is truth and will always impact our lives in a positive way in making us more than conquerors